you for leaving reviews and following A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine on all podcast streaming platforms, making it the number one go-to podcast for Black creative, marketing, PR, and tech professionals. Season six of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine podcast is fueled by Jet. And for our 100th episode, we're chatting with Dalen Gall, president of Jet. Huge thanks to Jet for being an inspiration to podcasters such as myself and amplifying Black voices and narratives since 1951. Well, now that we've shared a dose of Black joy with you, let's turn things up a notch on today's episode of A Dose of Black Joy and Caffeine. I appreciate that, bro, man. Likewise, trust me. I mean, it's the same, same here. And um, I think that like you're spot on with what you said about the stories, because even from the outside looking in, someone that sees you, you know, you think about when you were a junior art director, if we just want to stick to the industry that we in, even though that we know that it's obviously evolved since then. Um, it's just like, oh yeah, look at Andy over there. Yeah, that's amazing. But like, when I had the time to like take a step back to truly think about like your journey, you truly like got it out the mud. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was not, you know, I say now that the polished up version is I have a really non-traditional path to, to, where, to where I am now. But the truth is um, I was, I'm, you know, I was a kid who started as a fine artist um, and found marketing and advertising pretty late on. Um, as, as a sophomore in high school. And I didn't really have any, you know, marketing background. I didn't, you know, didn't have any formal training of any sort, but I was a creative. And I thought if there's an opportunity for me to do this, um, uh, and if the, the underlying theme is just creativity, then I stand yeah. a chance. I have a chance. I have a shot. So let me, you know, let me do it. And then um, you know, internships and mentors and, you know, meeting people and creating community um, along the way uh, kept me in it, you know, a, a lot. But it was, I learned on the job, you know, I interned at every, I'd say every major, uh, I think, a, uh, IPG agency uh, yeah, in New yeah, York. Yeah. And, but wait, wait, hold on. But we we gonna get to it. We gonna, okay. we gonna get to all of it. But for the people listening at home, welcome, welcome all. I know I I don't got I got excited. I forgot about my whole I forgot about my whole intro. Okay, Andy, don't be messing me up here. I got this is season six. We got we got a routine going here. But welcome all to a dose of black joy and caffeine. My name is Adu, and thank you all for listening. I mean, sheesh. Season six, here we are on the road to episode 100. And on today's show, we have Andy. Andy, introduce yourself to the people at home. Hello, hello. I am, uh, I'm Andy Dieza. Um, i uh, creative director, uh, all intents and purposes. I've held many hats. Uh, most recently, I was a global creative strategist at TikTok, uh, associate creative director at McCann before that. Uh, and I guess we can talk about the rest of the resume as we get into the episode. Uh, but I am a creative uh, at heart through and through, marketer, um, lover of diversity and, uh, and, and a practitioner of it. Um, yeah, and that, that's me in a nutshell. Absolutely. That is Andy in a nutshell. And when we talk about just, I think, Andy's background, not only uh, is he um, an innovator, but I think that you are a person that remains authentic to the things that you're creating. And that's what I've always loved is your level of uh, detail and also being intentional. Um, and also to how you allow things time to like actually build and come to life. And the reason why I appreciate that is because I'm the exact opposite and I'm okay with that. <laughs> You got to know who you are, you know, um, and, I, and so I, I, I have admired that over the years from you, whether I told you or not, which I've tried to like pull because you do pull back. And one, one time that I actually really noticed that was through a beautiful film that you created with the ballerina. Um, I thought that that was outstanding. Can you walk the people a little bit through that project and what made you say, hey, I'm gonna actually create a film. I'm gonna do the casting and bring something that beautiful to life. Yeah, um, thank you. First of all, thank you. Uh, it's been uh, almost three years now. 
Yeah. And it is something I'm so proud of. I was in between agencies at the time. I was uh, young, much not much younger, but younger. Uh, and I hadn't had free time before. I'd been working nonstop since 19. At the time, I was about 26. And I realized that I had gotten to the pattern of only knowing how to be an advertising creative, right? I was so used to getting a brief, acting on that brief, going into production and letting someone else handle the logistics and then seeing you know, the, all the great work on the other end. Um, I didn't have that at the time. Um, mm-hmm. And it was like, well, then who am I if not making something for someone else or a brand or an agency? Um, and I had to dig deep and, and kind of challenge myself to, to do something, make something without anybody's approval, without anyone's budget, right? Yeah. Um, and so I had, I had a script and uh, a, an old script that I'd written and just uh, I repurposed it because I found the story of a, of a great dancer uh, by the name of Arthur Mitchell. Arthur Mitchell was the first ever principal uh, valor, uh, African-American principal ballet dancer in New York. Uh, also the f- first and only uh, uh, African-American uh, cast member of the original production of A Midsummer Night's Dream. This man was a prima ballerina, you know, before it was cool, before, you know, the Misty Copelands of the world. Um, yeah. there, there was Arthur Mitchell. Um, and I was, I just fell in love with that story. I thought it was really cool um, and just, you know, iconic. And so I took the script that I had and I took that story and I kind of merged it, uh, the two and, and infused a bit of my story into it. Um, used all the money I had in my savings um, and, and and made this film. Um, I, I, I brought on, you know, contributors. Um, Tiffany R. Warren was, has a producer credit on that because she helped fund it and, and just said, hey, I believe in you. Go make something that you, you know, go make what you want to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and that's what that was. Um, and I'm super proud of it. I, I was given the opportunity to screen it at the Tribeca screening room yeah. um, before a private audience and the reception it got. Um, was really, really uh, heartwarming because because it was all me, you know. The yeah. mistake, how good or how bad it was. I think as a creative, you have to have something that is like that. Now that doesn't diminish the work we do in these rooms for these brands, you know, on the on the, the biggest scales. Um, but uh, that shouldn't define you, you know. That's a job, you know. And 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 what you have outside of that, um, you know, it will keep you keep you going. Uh, one thing to the next no absolutely I mean I think I think it's important um I think it's important from the standpoint that you realize whoa I need to I need to actually do something for myself like I need to create something you know for myself because I think sometimes you can get on that hamster wheel to where before you realize it it's like you are being defined by the work that you do at work um but I I Go ahead. And that's not a bad thing, right? Like we do, I've done no, some great work, work so, you know, some work that I'm really proud of, um, some work that's impactful, culturally, you know, culturally impactful stuff that, you know, that, that matters. So I'm really proud of that, but like, it's in service of something else, yeah. um, you know, of someone, some, something else. I wouldn't say someone because it's yeah. in service of many other people. I've done work on gun violence, et cetera, et cetera. But also what do you have and we can find personal connections to that work. Obviously, it makes it you know special. Yeah. Um, but you, you have to be a bit selfish, you know. And so yeah. that that film was my being a bit selfish, and 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 you need that. It's a breath of fresh air. I, I think you. you I encourage. I encourage every creative, uh, at any level, uh, whatever your title is, to go out and make something for yourself every once in a while too. Not just you know. You have to do it just to to refresh it. You know. Keep it. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you think that at 19 and when you were just getting started started off in the industry, like you mentioned the, you know, all the people around you that you said were like putting you forward or whatnot, but also at the same time at 19, I don't I don't care how fast you grew up, you know, where are you from again? Bronx, Brooklyn? Bronx. <laughs> Okay. To that standpoint, I don't care. You're very wet behind the ears at 19. So looking back now, do you feel like people were kind of nourishing you to have a better balance of like, hey, Andy, don't lose yourself of like the core or, okay, good. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, um, I think the, the community that I I ran into really early on, um, you know, again, Tiffany Warren, people like uh, Debbie Deutsch, Peter Draculius, 
the man, the list is extensive. People that have just kept me. Like I said, I'm from the Bronx. Um, and what, my, the mantra, my mantra in that is, uh, I'm from a place where you grow up fast or you don't really, unfortunately, you don't get to grow up. Something, mm. something. Yeah. Um, and so um, at 19, you know, going to Miami ad school, coming back at 21, and, um, you know, and having people to bounce uh, things off of. Sally Mars is another one of those names that I, you know, comes to mind. Um, there's so many people and it did, it, it helped me stay the course, but it, it, the, the other side of that coin is they kept me on the, the path, right? Like the reason I hadn't done anything is because I was on this path of, you know, trying to become a professional creative marketer whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and it didn't leave too much wiggle room because the wiggle room sometimes I, I got in trouble a lot, you know, as you know, yeah, yeah, young, yeah. Me, young me, you know, got, got slapped on the wrist a lot. So, um, I needed I needed the 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 guardrails in some instances, but then you know once you you, you grow out of the the that um, you gotta you know you gotta walk around a bit because you the, the best creatives are creatives who's who experience things. Yeah, um, you know, creative with no experiences, I I I'd argue isn't a very good creative. So. Yeah, did you like living in Miami? I did not. <laughs> okay. I, I say that as the, as the Miami Heat just bumped. Uh, the Knicks, but um, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I loved, I loved the experience. So you're, being, so you're being petty on my podcast. That's what's happening. Petty on the, I knew it was gonna come a little bit. <laughs> um, um, uh, oh, listen, I, I'm, I'm torn. I, only two places I've ever paid rent. So yeah, um, uh, I, I love the the Miami Atlas experience. Um, again, that was a part of that growing up really fast process. Um, living on South Beach by myself, you know, alone and. Uh, just having my classmates there, so it, it was a, it was a great experience in that and, and making me a creative. Um, it was, I'm, but I'm from New York, right? Like I'm I'm from a place where we have so much, so culturally diverse, and you have so many options of this or that. Um, that I, I need, I'm you know I needed that. So you know Miami did what it it had to do for me, and it, and it absolutely uh, grew me into a better creative. But yeah, I'm from, you know I'm from here, so. <laughs> that's listen that's how that's the perfect way to put it i love miami i mean i think it's being close to the beach um i i felt like i had to and i by no means did i live in miami but i sometimes struggle with trying to find and i know this is so awkward being that they have so many different festivals there but from an advertising lens marketing i felt it to be more focused on like fine art than yeah. just like comms art. I don't know if I'm yeah, right. Not, you're, not, you're not wrong and you're not wrong in that at all. I mean, some of the, I think like uh, that was 2010, I graduated. So 2009, I was, I was in Miami, living in Miami. We would get briefs as students from the Miami Heat because no oh, one wow. was buying tickets. Wow. Right? So that, that, the, the mock projects, the mock briefs we got were uh, American Airlines Arena when it was American Airlines Arena. Yeah. Um, and they I hope they came with tickets for a free game too. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, it was, it was, but it was a long time ago. But like, think about that, right? Like, how far Miami's come. There was no Winwood when I lived yeah. in Miami, you know. Wow. Um, so we were the creative crowd, <laughs> you know. Um, and then there was, then you know, there was that. There was fine art. There was a fine art scene. There was, there wasn't a Winwood, but there was still Art Basel, right? And yeah. um, it wasn't what it is now by any stretch of the imagination, but. It was where the creatives went, and you got to you got to be for a little bit, you know, because then they went back to being South Beach. But um, yeah, it, it was it was great. It, it still is. I mean, as far as art goes now, yeah, 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 yeah. One of the, you know, but a decade ago, it, that wasn't exactly the case. So. I can see that. So you go to Miami at school, and I think that that then puts you on this obviously this great trajectory of working at JWT and BBDO and FCB and Arnold and all the agencies. And then you jump to TikTok most recently, um, or you, now, you know, you formerly were at TikTok. But I say all that to say, um, for our, my listeners, sometimes they're also looking to make that jump. And for many people within advertising, they say, um, I left or I got out of advertising. And then they go into tech. Do you, can you decode that? What, what do you think that they're saying when they say that? It, oh man, that's a, ooh, I, that is such a good question. I see, I see how you get to season six. Um, to, to, <laughs> me, to me, it's, um, advertising isn't easy. You know, we, we are, we are creative specialists. We are, we are specialists. Now, whether you're in the creative department, whatever. Um, 
it's not an easy thing. I think people take so many bumps and bruises in this industry that when you leave it, it's like, I got out or like I made okay. it. I, was okay. I got out of this thing intact in one piece and now I'm going to try to do something else. Um, okay. Okay. There that, we go. That's what it is. It requires so much of you, the late nights, the commitment to these, to the clients, to, um, you know, uh, to, to putting out the best possible product, creative or otherwise. Um, that when you step out of that, you just, you don't, like I said, I had this experience seven or eight years ago, I had to make a film just to shake what it was that I, I you know, I, I was made up of essentially. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, when I got the call from TikTok, I was petrified, right? Like, oh, I don't know how to do, this isn't advertising. Although it was a, it was a marketing, it was almost, it, yeah. it was a B2B yeah, okay. yeah. marketing gig. Um, on a global level, um, whereas I'd grown up doing B2C, a traditional creator, right? Um, so yeah, was I, and I still was petrified, right? Now, three years later, I can say I can market anything on, you know, anywhere, yeah, right? any, any category you can think of, but that's what that is. Advertising is all encompassing if at our level, right? At, at that level, it is, it, it requires, you know, I'd say 90% of you, right? And then, you know, the, the 10% you got, you got to live, you got to have a real life yeah. um, in some instances. So, you know, maybe those numbers aren't, I'm not the numbers guy. Um, but that's what that is. I think people, when you hear people who've dedicated so much of their lives to essentially shaping culture and, cons you know, consumer culture and, uh, um, uh, creative culture, uh, you know, establishing cultural currency for themselves, for their agency, for the brands, for their products, walking away from that to do something else is like, wow. It's almost the same, the reverse of like, if you've worked with someone creatively who's come from a non-creative background. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people in advertising, um, a really random one is like flight attendants. There are so many people that used to be, AV, uh, you know, in, in the, the airline business that have come to be marketers. And I can never make that distinction, of, of yeah, how, yeah. but they do it, you know, and it's like, oh, that must have been extremely scary. You know why? Because to be a flight attendant, you have to devote a, so much of your life to being living in the sky that you then are going to jump into doing something else. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's always it's always gonna be scary, but I think that's what that is when you hear marketers say that it's like, yeah, I'm going to try do you know I, I've made it out of you know I'm I'm transitioning. It's like one, it's not that serious. Let's start, yeah. start there. Um, it's you're not. You just have another job. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but that's what it is, you know. Um, I think you put enough of yourself into anything, right? Like yeah. anything that you know, you dedicate yourself to become something and. and and you know that transitioning is always going to be a bit difficult. So. Yeah, and I think I think that you know so much of that too is you early on, like I said, wet behind the ears, jumping into something that you truly you feel like you know, but you really don't know, right? Because it yeah. takes practice and it takes experience. So my question to you is now, you know, you've been doing this what for. 10 plus years, if not 15, maybe. Um, and I think that you go from maybe those first five years of just literally jumping into everything. But now as a creative, that's a prized possession and that now you have this institutional knowledge, industry knowledge, how do you think about placing yourself in certain rooms today? Yeah, I'm, I'm as you said, as, as I said earlier, I don't even do podcasts. I, I, I don't. Thank I, you. I know you I said that. Don't worry. I got the invoice coming. <laughs> if you say it one more time, let me tell you. No, hold on, hold on. Let me tell you what that's code for. That is code for a do. You're going to have to Venmo me, pay me, cash at me, or something. Whatever <laughs> I wish. Um, no, I think we have to be selective, you know, um, to, to with our time, with our energy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we are in a place where attention capital is, is, a, is, is a thing, you know, um, I've watched people do podcasts, eight podcasts, and they're telling the same story. And, and maybe that's good because people, like I said, we need to share our knowledge, especially creators of color. I think women, um, in the field, they, you need to speak up and say, so these kids can know that it's possible. Mm -hmm. Um, with that said, every table isn't our table. Yeah. Um, 
every conversation isn't worth our time or effort. Um, everything doesn't require our opinion or take on it, especially if it's a hot take, just because, you know, um, and I, I think you muddy the waters as a creator, like you make the things, you know, you should help people um, do that. When you become the product, <laughs> yeah. um, it gets, it gets murky. Um, it gets murky. And, and, you know, I think it's, I think it's important to pass on information. I don't necessarily think it's important to be um, uh, the out front face of every, you know, of things, you know, because you worked on brands. I also think there's a level of hubris that comes with what we do. People, you know, creatives think they're, you know, um, sometimes a little too high and mighty. And I think that warrants the, the want to talk a lot and, and say this because <laughs> I, I don't I've just never been a person who cared to hear myself talk a lot unless I have something I think needs to be said um and it just my, my mental health like you know uh, you know person on a personal note not to speak for creatives but just for Andy um I do a lot of my work in my head you know um and when it's time to put it down on paper um I try to be decisive with where I put my words and how I use them and, and making sure I get I'm getting paid for them <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And, so, and so, you know, the, it, it, the of information or, you know, the sharing of information is extremely important. Um, and so I'm just careful with it. Um, yeah. I don't ever want anyone to think, I think I'm the business, <laughs> you know, like, oh, I'm not, you know, yeah. and, and some people are built for that. Some people are personalities. Uh, if you know me, if you know me personally, yes, I can be a big personality. But that is amongst my community of people yeah. that uh, you know I'm comfortable with in that. Um, and 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 that's that's it. I think you know um, it is uh, it just to be careful with your time and your 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 energy, um, especially as creatives. It's so much so much of what we do relies it, it's in here you know Absolutely, keeping, yeah. keeping that your headspace clear and um uh and 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 keeping that perspective clear is, is important it's important so, yeah thank you i appreciate you sharing that yeah i mean i think that like you know it's like oh you'll only be here but and and it's 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 not sustainable i think that that's the yeah. thing For nobody it's it's not sustainable it's just when when is it gonna fall off some people could go longer and those people are amazing but for others it's like <laughs> get yeah, me out like, of beach yeah i mean you're talking about 10-year goals with leadership sometimes because even when they ask me i think they are so lost by the time i get done because my 10-year goal is like on a beach having a barbecue with my family <laughs> it's such a it's such a great point right think about you know and i say this to friends all the time a good friend of mine jasmine we talk about this all the time and it is that ja Jasmine Burrell? That is Jasmine Burrell. She yeah, shout out to Jasmine. She's a yeah. friend of the show. So if you listen yeah. to Jasmine, Jasmine, shout out. Listen to her Superstar strategist. I think, you know, um, it is, we are we are loved in the 30 under 30 list, right? They love creatives of color in the, the, the top 30, you know, 30 under 30. And when you get to the 50, when you get to the 50s, that list is scarce of, of people of color, unfortunately. Um, longevity is such a, an important thing and we just, we don't have it. We love the young, hot, cool, hip, right? Now, what about the, the, the older, uh, you know, the, 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 the elder statesman? Mm -hmm. I don't want to be young and cool and hip forever. I want to be old and gray, but I still want to be respected. And I still want to know that, you know, um, there's a seat for me at, at these tables that I just said, I don't really want to be at. Um, <laughs> But it, they, we should have the option to grow yeah. old. Yeah. You know? yeah. um, as creatives, um, as influencers, I've, you know, we, we've, we've both sat in rooms with people that um, people consider influencers that are elder statesmen and who are unfortunately not in any, don't have seats at any tables, but mm -hmm. people appreciate them and acknowledge them. Um, but they aren't compensated accordingly. Yeah. Um, I'm not with that. I don't care about your lists. For me, because I'm young and you think I'm cool, um, I'm gonna do the work that says I'm gonna be here for the 60, you know, 60 
under 60 list because yeah. <laughs> that me, you know what I mean? That to me is so much more important than, um, you know, making a list while you're young and, 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 and needed um, or wanted or, or valued because of the youth and what you might know. But I think we have, we have wisdom too, right? Like there's, there's that, there's the youth, the, the creative youth ideas and, and, and then there's the old, you know, let us get there too, you know, you just, so I, I think there's a, I think it's a bit short-sighted. So yeah, uh, um, longevity, 10-year plans, I think those are extremely important. And I think you are absolutely right to have that 10-year plan be my a, little, plan. a little house, you know, somewhere, you know what I'm saying, on the coast, on, on the coast somewhere, you know what I mean? Um, that has nothing to do with working because why not? You know, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know. If if you if you thought I was cool enough to be on a thirty and thirty, then let me do the work that by fifty I don't have to work anymore. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, I'm y'all should be excited. I'm trying to tell y'all to come get a plate. Like, what do you mean? You know what I mean? But right. yeah, so I think that that's important. You know, um, I have been reading this book behind me for the culture by uh, Marcus Collins. Um, I've actually read it twice. And so um, it's making me realize, I think, uh, the amount of culture that are the things that we're actually missing from culture. Um, if you had to give a dose of anything for the culture, what would that be? Hmm. Oof, no pressure at all. Um, Man, reality. <laughs> um, I think we sometimes lose uh, sight of, you know, where these ideas of, you know, who these campaigns touch or don't touch. Um, I think just always know that we are in service of of people, these audiences. You know, you know, at the work at TikTok, we did some really good work and you know it was a rocket ship for a reason because we were a group of creatives that are really tuned into what was going on and we knew it wasn't about us it was about um real world people in the real world you know who uh were using their phones to express themselves and that was um that's that's what it was you know we were just here to help right yeah, yeah. and so it was a uh, it was really sobering coming from a decade plus of advertising where we kind of make ourselves believe that we are the product or we are the reason this is happening. It's like, no, it's like the people, you know, you can have the best idea, you can have the best campaign, the sharpest imagery. Um, but in reality, <laughs> if the people don't buy that product, they don't click that link or they skip your ad, you're not really that important, you know? So always just look around and, and know that, um, outside of the agency's walls, outside of the brand's walls, there are people that we are really in service to, for real. It's why, uh, it's why TikTok works, because it's kind of people first, and then everything else is, you know, ancillary. Um, but yeah, that, that would be my thing. It, that, that's what TikTok did for me. It helped me realize that the people are, you know, the creative drivers, are, it, it's community, you know what yeah. I mean? It, like, so that's, that's that's it. So I guess reality and community it would be okay. it would be a, a mix of, of those things. A dose of reality and community. Well, we can definitely take that dose. Well, listen, now is the time. You've reached the part of the podcast where we have a little game. So every time that I have a get, get <laughs> you're really messing up my you're really messing up my flow here. Okay, I've had 98 guests on this show, and this is the first. All right, let me let me get through this. So you reached a part of the portion where I do a customized game based on my guests. So with that being said, um, I know that New York is close to your heart. You know, that's where you were born, your stomping grounds. You've done so much. So I thought to come up with the most generic this or that uh, New York game for you. So this is very generic. Okay, so we're going to start here. Um, B.I.G. or Hove? Oh, man. That's how you start? Like, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> what? Like, what do you? I can't go. I will never be able to go to Brooklyn again. It's not. Um. Okay. Okay. Wow. I'm like nervous. That was just. That's not cool. That's not cool. Um. Okay. Uh. I'm gonna go Jay. Um. Okay. Because I'm 34, 
um, coming up, Biggie, you know, I came out, I've, I've lived through Hope. I know Biggie, but I actually lived Jay-Z, so. Okay. Yeah. Lived experience. Okay. Yeah. Uh, pizza or hot dog? Hot dog. I know that's crazy because glizzies aren't cool anymore, but I'm, I'm older and I don't care. I love hot dogs. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or my mom used to say a Frankfurter. I don't know where that's that. Yeah, a Frankfurter. Yeah, dirty water dog, whatever you want to call okay, it. That's yeah, it. all that. Okay, got it. Um, okay, more Foxy. Jesus, you're not going to stop. Um, so you <laughs> must be stopped. Um, uh, Kim? I'm going to go Kim. I'm going to go Kim. It's rough. Uh, train or on foot? Mm, that's a good one. Damn. Um, as, as you know, I may not know, as you know, I'm a big Uber guy, but that's now, I wasn't a big, I'd say train, train. Train got me through some, some, some rough times. Yeah, so the train for sure. Train, okay, gotcha. Um, slushy, I mean, um, Italian, icy, or Mr. Softy? Oh, shit. Uh, Mr. Softy, you know, Mr. Softy, yeah, guys, I have Mr. Softy sneakers. Okay, oh, well, that's fire. Yeah, that's, oh, that's fire. Where you this from? What? Look, okay, that's, okay, sorry, that's sorry. I sometimes, okay, I forget where I'm at. Um, all right, uh, Knicks or Yankees? Yankees, all day. Wow, Yankees okay, what, what made you go baseball? Uh, I'm from the, I'm from the Bronx, so that's home. Gotcha. I, uh, I live, I live 14 blocks away from the stadium. Okay, there we go. Mm -hmm. Um, and finally, you know, as a creator, I had to end with this um, new I Love New York logo or old I Love New York logo. You know, what's crazy is I know what I'm supposed to say, but I was in the train station not too long ago okay. and there was an interactive billboard and it was like, I love, it was, it was like a ticker and the heart was like, I, and one of the, the things was a, a Timberland boot and the other one was a Yankee hat. And I just thought that was really cool. I'd never seen that in the old uh, one. Like they had Disney billboards. They didn't. They don't have. Obviously, they didn't have Disney billboards there. But yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm gonna go new one. Um, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna go new one just because. Look, you gotta keep. I think creativity needs to be refreshed. And yeah. New York, New Yorkers are, we are nostalgic. You know, by nature, I have a. You can't see, but I have a Carmelo Anthony jersey. He's he retired today, which is a huge, huge deal. Jeez. Um, but, but, <laughs> Wait a minute. He's coming on, messing up my agenda, dropping news on my podcast. All right, we got a new co-host. We got a new co-host family. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, just New York, New York, uh, old New York. I, I, I mean, uh, new New York logo. I, I, I love New York. I think, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep it fresh. You gotta keep it fresh. You can buy the old T-shirt. It's still, you know, it's still old yeah. over time. Yeah, but I think the, the new one. New. Oh, nice. Okay, because the new one, it seemed like it caused so much controversy. Oh, oh yeah, you can't touch things in New York. Like you can't touch it. Like you can't touch stuff. Like you can't. Yeah. People, you know, um, everything's written in stone in the city, um, okay. and so there's that. But I think create creatively, you gotta. We're you know the future, like like <laughs> one logo for. Gotta move things and, forward. It's like yeah, you gotta move things forward. They they didn't. I, they made some. They took some. They took some design liberties creatively. Yeah. Uh, they took some, you know, creative liberty, but it's it's not too far fetched. It's essentially they digitized it. Essentially, it's just you know bubble letter like it. Yeah. So, um, and it's sans serif, but like yeah, okay, I get it. But yeah, you got to move things forward. Everything you know, everything needs to be refreshed every once in a while. So that's yeah. yeah. I always say thank you so much for sharing it. Okay, we're out of the game now. That's it. It's only <laughs> you know, yeah. It was, yeah, don't worry. Yeah, I know that. that I know that that was tough. Wow. <laughs> some people really don't like the game. I don't know. I may have to cut it out, but I mean, no, 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 do it. That was I got. I haven't felt that anxiety was. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll feel it tonight. <laughs> Maybe it's where I started. Maybe it's where I started. Okay, but I'll backtrack. You know, um, being a writer, um, you know, I think that we're always kind of influenced by different writing styles. Uh, normally, you know, even as create as creators, I'm the same way as a creative when it comes to painters or people that are just like have a certain uh, aesthetic with typography. Are there any writers in general that you're always either fascinated by or that you find intriguing or that have inspired you throughout your career? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I, I like I've had so many partners writing. Yeah. Partners. I, like I, I was an art director first, so I've had um, writers. There, there are a few people um, 
two people that come to mind, and I'm sorry, I'm going to leave a few people out, but uh, Ray Smalling is a is a creative director um, and just a director um, that I've worked with in the past, and you know he was my ECD and one of the best writers I've just I've ever been around. He was actually just acknowledged as I think. Uh, Directors Club or one of those organizations as a creative to watch, a director to watch. Um, <clears throat> Lex Singer is another partner that I've had. And none of these people are like famous writers. Um, these are just people that I've worked with that um, he's a comedian now. Uh, he oh, nice. Like, and, uh, and his writing style back then was so indicative of, I'm going to be a comedian at some point because it was yeah. just always funny. Um, so yeah, a bunch of people that nobody's ever heard of, but like I think about all the time. Like, because it's just like, and not in a competitive way, and like a, I want to write like them in an envious kind of way. Um, so yeah, that those are two people that, that are, but I have so many more. My most recent partner at TikTok, Kat, uh, you know, she was extraordinary talent, um, such a matter of fact. I mean, writing styles are a thing that I can geek about, you know, yeah. all day. Um, and yeah, just I've, I've had so many, so many great, great people that I could think of and, and go, oh man, I remember, I remember a script that this person wrote and like you just get you into a mindset like, yeah, so a bunch. Okay. I love that. We'll have to look them up for sure. You know, <laughs> yeah. I think that you've had a long, um, obviously a long career. Um, one of the things that I love just in general about seasons is that normally, well, before, you know, global warming, they would change. Um, if you had to kind of put a theme or a name to this current season that you're in, what would you call it? Wow, you know, a theme, um, a theme that's kind of been recurring, and I don't, uh, not a big like superstitious or whatever, but um, the theme of freedom has been yeah. uh, really pertinent recently, and I don't know why, or, you know, um, but I think freedom as a catch-all phrase um, is, is overly used and used incorrectly. Um, mm -hmm. I think freedom for you and me, and, the, and you know, you ask 10 people what freedom is, you're gonna get 10 different answers. Um, so for me right now, I think I'm, in a point, I'm at a point where I have to um, set up what my freedom looks like moving forward. Um, I think I've done a lot of work or, you know, not now, I'm still, I'm only 34. I'm just, you know, setting myself up for the freedom that I want to have, you know, in, in the future. Um, and, you know, I don't even know what that means to me yet, but being aware that I, I want it is, yeah. is, is important, right? Some people never, um, never take that time. And I guess this kind of goes back to that, you have to do something for yourself kind of thing. Um, and this is that, um, you know, I'm, I'm halfway through my 30s um i've done a lot uh creatively i've created a lot of things i'm really proud of people um i think i'm i'm pretty well respected amongst other creatives absolutely uh, yeah. um and so you know you, you start to think about what, what is what is what is the rest of the journey look like you know yeah i'm gonna have a job hopefully i have a career yeah, yeah. so i'll have whatever but like what does it look like what you know do i want you know the, the the house on the beach somewhere at some point and you know you, you just you start to craft a life for you and a, a life outside of I don't like to call it a hamster wheel because this hamster wheel has afforded me a very very nice life um, yeah yeah <laughs> and, um, and I, I bust my butt you know to 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 stay in it and on it if you will if it is a hamster wheel I really I appreciate it you know but it's important to know that you are do you know you're working what what do you look like outside of that? Who are you outside of that? Who are you for you? Who are you for your loved ones? You know, you just start thinking about that. The older, I mean, I guess that just comes with time. But that's where I'm at. That's why I'd say I'm at. Is I'm I'm secure in the work I'm able to do. I'm secure in who I am as a professional. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know, and now you craft out the, the full picture. So mm -hmm. that's that's essentially it. Nice. I'm, craft, I'm crafting out the full picture. I guess. Yeah, I think that I, at least I love the way that you said it. And also, I feel like 
you're right. The definition of freedom is going to be different for everyone, right? To where I realized um, I used I used to want freedom from an entrepreneur like spirit of like mm-hmm. owning and like you know doing exactly what I want because I thought that that was freedom. But then once I started doing it, it did not feel like freedom because it felt like I was working ten times harder. So now I think internally, my freedom really comes from <clears throat> who I'm going to be reporting directly into at a company. Um, and I think that we don't think about that enough, that that is really going to allow us to really set the foundation and set a definition on the level of freedom that we're able to have is really like, who are you reporting to directly? Do they understand what you do outside of work? And are they going to give you, are they going to give you the freedom to do what the hell you need to do to get your job done? Like, that's it. That's it. That's such a, that's such a crucial point, right? Um, and that that goes to the we are in the people business, right? Do you do you like the people you work with? Do the people yeah. you work with like you? And that's on a super that's a that's that's on a really basic level, um, almost. It's really reductive to just say do they like you? Do you like them? There's so much more that goes into it, but at the core of it, it's like yeah, you know what I mean. And and, and yeah, that that relationship, those relationships will allow you a certain kind of freedom. So yeah, yeah absolutely. Now, I hate to take a look back down memory lane and say, would you do it all over again the same way? But would you go right into portfolio school from high school? No, no. I always say um, uh, if I had to do it again, uh, I would go to college and just um, I I learned how to I learned my social skills in advertising agencies, essentially. Yeah. You know? um, I would go back and. and do things a little differently, um, but not too much. Um, I think I've been blessed to do it the way I've done it. Um, yeah. In 2009, um, portfolio school wasn't a popular choice. A lot of risk, um, a lot, you know, scholarship wins, eviction notices, all those things later. I think it built character. And, you know, um, so yeah, I would do it again the exact same way I probably just go to a, a, a four-year school and get like a, a degree in something not marketing or creative related uh, yeah. just so I could you know uh, just step out if I wanted to um, but yeah that, that would be the only thing and you know experience that to you know maybe I meet my the love of my life on a college campus and yeah, that yeah. you know my whole yeah. life goes, you know, <laughs> I, I creatives right I could write a 50 of those uh, but that's that, all that right. And fun. Andy's been watching too much of Love and Basketball on Hulu. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that's it. Though. Otherwise, man, this journey of mine has been such a unique uh, and special one, and and so specific to me that I don't think uh, I I can't even see it any other way. Um, honestly, yeah. it um, has. No, it honestly has. That's why I'm like, you got it out the mud. I think 19 wet behind the ears of just like. Because me teaching now at portfolio school, I, I I understand like the students coming into portfolio school. And most of the time they have already attended a four-year university before they're even getting to portfolio school. Yeah. So that was, that was me. That was me. I was I was 20. I, no, I was 20. And everybody else had gone to four-year schools and studied some sort of marketing, uh, had some sort of background, and I didn't. Um, I had my fine art. I could draw. I was really good at drawing. That's all I had. <laughs> um, and um, and so to, yeah. And so you look at that, right? I was the second, third youngest person in my class at Miami Ad School. Um, no formal college. Um, I, I, to be here is insane. Like if I'm being honest, yeah. um, I'm a go, you know you know the go creative strategist at TikTok is to from there to here. You know that trajectory is. It is, won't, you won't find two career paths like mine. <laughs> um, but I think that's what, that's creativity, right? Yeah. Like, I don't even, I don't call myself a strategist, you know, anymore than I call myself a career director. I'm a creative. And if I'm putting that, if that's the lens I carry my, live my life through, mm-hmm. you can put me anywhere and I'm going to create something that works, you know? Um, uh, to me, it's solutions, right? Creative solutions is the part that most people don't. <laughs> um, so yeah, you call me a strategist in tech and I'm going to do what the creative need, I'm going to fulfill what the creative need is there. You put me yeah. um, you know, in a marketing agency, I'm going to do that. Um, 
and put me on a film set, I'm gonna do that. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's just like, that's who I've, because of this career trajectory, it's who I am. You put mm -hmm. me anywhere and I'm probably gonna make it work because I've had to already and it has worked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. I love that. Well, listen, before you get out of here, I would love to know um, what continues to keep you fueled, I guess, um, to like move forward. I call this show a dose of black joy and caffeine because I don't think people realize how literal it, that is. I drink a ton of coffee during the day and also black joy. So anytime that I've quit a job, people must know it's because I was not having fun, literally full stop. Like that's why. I if they if they don't, if, listen, if they don't know, if they don't you know, know now they know. Y'all. This is very true. This is very true. Uh, fun first. And listen, but, that, but, that's it, but that's it, right? Like, that's the freedom. That's freedom. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the, freedom. The, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. You know that about yourself, right? So, okay. So, um, so what fuels you? Like, what keeps you to where in the morning you're like, you know what? I'm not done. Um, community. Not y'all. Like, you, you know, people I've known for almost a decade now, um, and, and some more than that. Um, and it's a small group of people, but it is an impactful group of people that we might not talk every day or, you know, that I watch with admiration, great admiration from afar. It's a, it's a, a nice handful of folks um, that I, I'm just constantly inspired by um, when I get down or if I need a dose of kick in the butt to say, hey, you know, um, even if it's myself, you know, just t telling myself like that. Hey, they're beating you. You know what I mean. Keep up. It, you know that's just you know um, that's what it's it, it's sustained me for so long, right? Like there were moments as a junior. There were moments you know throughout, wherever. Even most recently here at, at, uh, at, at TikTok, um, my community shows up. Right, uh, ad color is is an integral part of my story because. You know, it, it was my my community um, early on, and it's grown into so much more than that now. And I'm not even I'm not as involved in it as I was, you know, when I was younger. Um, but it, it it'll always be a part of me. And so the, the community of people within that community, which has now grown, and you cannot quantify it now. It's the big, you know, um, uh, that keeps me going. You know, we are. I like to think we're in it together. At least we should all be. Um, you know, you keep, keep, keep me up. I'll keep you up, hold you up, you know, that sort of mentality, no matter what we, what we're doing, where we are, what positions we hold. Um, it's that sort of a thing. You know, there, there are people that I've been in rooms with that I've had conversations with, you know, and nobody will ever know, but these are people, some of the, some, you know, captains of industry, you know what I mean? Are really, really just good people. And if you have that, then, you know, um, you are one, I consider myself very lucky. But that is, you know, um, it, it keeps me going, man. It keeps me going. I'm not, whatever I've been through, someone else has probably been through it before me, right? Like the, the um, and so I'm not that special in that regard, you know what I mean? But there are things that I've done that nobody else has done, you know what I mean? And so I can help somebody behind me with that, you know what I mean? And so as much as I look to, you know, uh, Mark Strachan or Tiffany Warren or th these, these people, Ahead of me, I know there are people that look at me and, and wonder how the hell I did it. And so, you know, you can't, uh, you know, you just don't get lost in that. A great woman once told me, don't get too high on the highs and too low on the lows. Um, and if you can get, you can keep that even keel, then you're okay. And, and that my community keeps me even keel. So that, that's my dose. And I, I don't drink coffee. So, <laughs> oh, well, please. oh well then you well then you're really doing good i mean that was such a beautiful articulate answer that's why you're a writer one he doesn't even drink coffee he's saying i do it based off of the love from the people uh meanwhile the dude's over here drinking irish coffees to get him through the day so oh oh sorry i didn't mean to mention the irish i'm a rum, I'm a rum punch guy you know so i got my it's a different, it's a different thing it's a okay okay i got it but um but no, listen, this was this was great. You know, I think everything is um, in, in timing. And um, I'm just really glad that you came on season six um, of the show. Uh, you mean a lot to me as a friend. I appreciate, um, you know, everything that you've done. And you, I mean, people are looking at you, you know, I mean, the same way. But I love how intentional you are and your, your journey and 
and also your story. Like I said, I mean, it's, uh, I, I know sometimes it, it could kind of feel like, oh my goodness, I'm telling the same story again, but mm -hmm. I think it's important in the sense that it is, it's so unique. And I don't, I don't, I, it's like, I think you have to be in, in order to really understand it, but I don't, I, I still don't think people really fully grasp that. So I'm excited. Um, well, normally at this point of the show, I do ask for you to share where people can stay in touch with you or follow you. I do want to give a disclaimer. I don't, I don't know if Andy's going to follow I just want to throw out, I know my boy, I know my friend, I know him, I know him well. He's, he's very, very good. And then you know what though? super good in person, which is good because he's not fake in person. And like, you know, that's it. But I mean, you let me know, Andy. That, no, please, no, please look, I, I love, um, I'm, I'm a public, I'm a public speaker. I'm a signed public speaker okay. with an yes. agency. Um, so, you know, uh, all of my things used to be private, but then I signed, so I had to make everything public. Um, nice. And so you can reach out to me. I'm Andy Deaza everywhere. Uh, you can just Google that and I'll, I'll come up everywhere. A-N-D-Y-D-E-A-Z-A, -E kind of last name could be tricky. Um, but yeah, you can just Google and then everything. Um, my name is every, my name is my name, right? That's yeah. My <laughs> um, name is my name. Yeah, Andy Deaza everywhere. Um, yeah, reach out. Any questions? Um, I, I love, I love talking. Students have, is something I've, I've spent a lot, as many know me know, I've spent a lot of my time talking in educational spaces. So please, anybody reach out young professionals, old professionals, anybody. Um, I'm, I'm here, always, always, always wanting and, and uh, trying to be a resource. Awesome, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you all once again for listening to another episode of the podcast, season six, we're here. Please make sure that you continue to tune in and follow us if you enjoyed this show. And as always, stay safe, drink a ton of water, and remember that you deserve a dose of black joy and caffeine. Until next time, I'm Madhu.